Beyond the Headline on SAFM weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. You are listening to John Kherika on SAFM. Timmer is past four. John in for Eldrin this afternoon. Good evening to you, or good afternoon. Just before we go to Davi Ritt, economist about South Africa's uh, outlook for the next year or so ahead of the budget speech, there's the story that broke earlier on today. A Delaware judge has annulled a, a pay deal awarded to Elon Musk in 2018 for Tesla. So this is as his job as Tesla. Remember, he's got a whole lot of other companies that he runs. His deal was 55.8 billion dollars 55.8 billion dollars it's been annulled he was going to get that he doesn't earn a salary from tesla but they were going to pay him 55.8 billion dollars apparently the targets he had to reach was too easy so if he had got 50 was a 55.8 billion dollars that's 1049 billion rand that <laughs> he would have earned right 1049 billion rand how much is that you ask well that's enough to pay every south african 1500 rand a month for a year that's how much he would have earned in 2018 from tesla alone not bad for a young pretoria boy let's talk about this monetary fund the international monetary fund's released its world economic outlook for 2024 south africa's predicted growth domestic product stands at 1% revised down from 1.8 predicted back in october last year the international financial institution says the revision is due to load shedding and disruption of logistics in december let's find out more about these implications ahead of the budget speech in the next 3 weeks davi rut is an economist davi thank you very much for joining us this this can only mean bad news it sounds bad if it's being revised down I mean, indeed. Good afternoon to you, John, as well. And just by the way, Elon Musk, fifty-five billion is approximately equal to approximately twenty percent of South Africa's total annual output. <laughs> a salary <laughs> free. What? What can a man do with fifty? I mean, he'd buy every other company, but what? Ah. Fifty-five, fifty-six billion rand. Okay, let's. Uh, my, yeah. my, my eyes are still watering, Davi. <laughs> Okay, so that South Africa the IMF I must tell you I don't put too much value on the estimates of the IMF the mm-hmm. international monetary fund for various reasons. One is that they tend to be on the optimistic side usually, especially when it comes to South Africa. If you look at the estimates the last couple of years, they've always been overestimating uh their predictions was and they were far too optimistic on economic growth. Every time it came in well below that. And I think even the 1% that they're predicting for 2024, I think that is also an optimistic side. So I think it's going to be less than that. But I think it it doesn't really matter whether it's 0.2 or 0.5 or 1% or whatever. It doesn't matter because it's all low. Mm. We need we need the economic growth. If you only want to stay at one place, if you want if we just want to on a per capita basis, if we want to stay where we are and make no progress, we need to grow the economy at at least 2%. Now if you really want to start creating jobs in the economy, we need to grow the economy far stronger we need to at 4 or 5% economic growth and we certainly are not going to get there i made some calculations and because simply because of the lack of electricity in south africa the economy is sort of stuck in a rut of about 1% we can't really grow faster than 1% and if there's some sort of financial crisis internationally or some additional issues like for example transnet that's a good example mm. then economic growth is probably going to be less Then once it is so we talking about the underlying growth potential of the South African economy at the moment of let's call it between 0 and 1% or so oh. which is just far too low you did mention the budget and mm. i think that is becoming more and more important now remember the minister of finance is depends on the economy to fund all this 
huge amount of money that he spends on education and health services and all of that. And if the economy doesn't grow, then he doesn't get taxes to fund all of that. And that means that the Minister of Finance needs to go and borrow more money. Of course, what he's supposed to be doing is to spend less money. But politically, that's extremely difficult to do. And it's also difficult to increase taxes because if you increase taxes in this environment, you're not necessarily going to get more money. You might just get less money uh, because of various reasons. So that, that puts the Minister of Finance in an extremely difficult position where we need to borrow more money. I can't cut back on spending because of the elections. And, and I analyzed the fiscal accounts, and I've been doing it for decades now. And I can tell you we are heading for a serious financial crisis. Uh, and, uh, and because the economy is not growing, because the fiscal accounts are becoming unstable, uh, and because uh, future economic growth is probably not going to be sufficient to fund this huge fiscal requirement that mm. they have at the moment. Yeah, yeah. When, when the finance minister says, and I'm going to quote him here, he says, we're talking about the need for fiscal consolidation for South Africa. There's a need also to put public spending under control and to raise tax revenues. That sends shivers down everybody's spine. Yeah, they're going to talk. Of course, there will be some small tax increases. There will be increases mm. in the normal sin taxes and a little bit on fuel levy here and there and so on. But that's not the big increases. The big tax, the most important tax, that's personal income taxes. Now, there could be an increase in personal income taxes, but you can only increase it on the very wealthy. And the problem is, the moment you increase that on the very wealthy, they are already leaving. And they're very wealthy. They've got all sorts of structures in place. Uh, and it, it's quite possible that if you increase taxes on the very wealthy, that you could actually collect less because they're simply going to go away. And they've got, very, they've, they've got money to pay for, for good lawyers and good auditors to fix their financial accounts and the yeah. tax matters and so on. The uh, other two taxes, uh, the uh, value-added tax, mm-hmm. that's the only one that we can only that we can really increase and get sub- substantial amounts of money in. But politically, that's an absolute no-go. Imagine what Kusato is going to do if you increase VAT. So VAT is not going to be increased politically. And the third possibility is for increase in company taxes. And again, South African company taxes are just far too high. People are not going to invest here or don't want to invest here because our taxes are just too high compared to many other countries in the world. So that's also not a possibility. So tax increases, I'm afraid, in the current environment is just something that's not going to happen. Significant, significant tax increases. That's what I mean. Davi, I say to you, you're the finance minister and you've got to solve this problem. What do you do? Well, first of all, the biggest problem in South Africa, what we have, we've got a confidence issue. You saw Transparency International this morning that released the perception index about corruption in South Africa. In South Africa, people just don't trust this government. That's the reality. So you need to fix uh, South Africa's image. So that's the first thing that you need to do. And, of course, you fix the image by doing proper things, by doing, by start running a, an efficient administration, as an example. But the reality is, and we must understand this, the reality is the state spends too much money. The state must spend less money. What I will do, and don't make me the Minister of Finance, that's not going to be good enough. <laughs> you have to make me a dictator to do this. Make wow. me a dictator for yeah. about a year. And what I will do, I will cut the cabinet, I will cut it in, I will three quarters of the cabinet ministers will lose their jobs, I can tell you that. I will consolidate a lot of these departments. I will close the blue light brigade immediately because that will change sentiment, certainly. People will see that this, this administration means business. And then you have to start a pro, process whereby you improve the efficiency of the state. The state is horribly run. Uh, as far as the state on enterprises are concerned, what I would do, I will do what is already happening. 
whether we like it or not, and it will really start privatizing the state-owned enterprises. And that is, by the way, already happening, not by design, but simply because the state-owned enterprises like Eskom and Transnet and the post office and just about all of them are simply collapsing. Mm. The, state, the private sector is simply taking over that. So that's the reality. Those are some of the things that I will do. But we have to cut state spending. We, the money is finished in class. Let's, let's realize that. How do we compare to the rest of sub-Saharan Africa? Uh, generally speaking, I would say South Africa is doing better, but I've done a lot of uh, calculations comparing South Africa to the rest of the world and to sub-Saharan Africa in terms of things like, for example, life expectancy and things like, for example, capita GDP and all sort of other, other variables. And if you look at these kind of variables, then generally, not in all cases, but generally South Africa is doing better than most other countries in sub-Saharan Africa. The problem is most countries in sub-Saharan Africa are catching up with us. We've always been better than most countries in Africa, uh, but they are catching up with us, and they're catching up very, very quickly. So not only are we losing out compared to the rest of the world, let me give you one example. The per capita uh, electricity generation in South Africa, about 20 years ago, we generated more electricity uh, on a per capita basis uh, compared to the rest of the world. And today, it's something down like sometimes 40% compared to the rest of the world. That's only one uh, example. So, mm. that, and if you look at all these sort of things, South Africa is falling behind. We are not behind Sub-Saharan Africa yet, but Sub-Saharan Africa in most cases are catching up with us and very quickly. The more I listen to you, Davi, the more depressed I get because you need money to fix the railways, you need money to fix ESCOM, but we don't have the money to be able to do that. Things are just going to get worse and worse. Have we reached the tipping point already, or is there still a possibility of turning this around? I can get technical here about this, but uh, certainly we can turn it around. But the day is going to come, and we are heading for a financial crisis. The state debt is going at an, at an, mm. up at an alarming rate, and the day is going to come when the private sector is going to say, listen, I'm, going to, I'm not going to fund this anymore. So if we go on like this, I promise you we are heading for some serious trouble. But, you know, the answer to we can turn it around. Of course it can be turned around. We need to uh, get confidence back. Uh, we need to get the spirit back of South Africa. Because we don't have that. We simply don't trust this government. Uh, you can see that in various indices. So what we need to do, I would say that we don't have an economic problem. We don't have financial problems. The problem we have is political. We need to fix that first. And once you fix the political problems, then we can turn the economy around. But with this government, I'm afraid to say, that's not going to happen. Davi Rett is an economist. Thank you very much for those views. Thank you.